Oh, we are getting oh, closer and closer to Father's Day, one of my favorite days of the year. <laughs> day I don't have to do anything all day. My dream scenario. This is the Chick Foley Show. Welcome. This is the Hot Take Kid here in Baltimore, a.k.a. I hate JJ Reddick on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening and following. We have an awesome show for you. I have the lovely Sheena Phelps, a.k.a. the Queen of Pod Style, a.k.a. Chick Foley on the line. What's up, Sheena? Not a whole lot, man. This is my last week recording here in the Hillbilly Gym's studio, so I hope you guys can hear me. I hope our connection out here in the woods uh, keeps up, but yeah, I'm ready to get into some things. Sorry we had to delay the, the podcast recording this week, but you know, you guys were so uh, friendly. We let our we let all our people on, uh, you know, all our social media outlets know we were delaying, and you guys were, you guys are just awesome. They are, and uh, yeah, keep those tin cans uh, tied together for the, for the Wi-Fi to make sure the uh, internet connection is good. <laughs> For sure, we got we got we got beautiful Wi-Fi here on the East Coast, so you'll be fine next week. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to have like just fully functioning um, high speed all the time. Uh, the in-laws are working on getting getting some new you know fiber internet out here. Hopefully, you know in the next couple years, and then you know they're going to upgrade the the routers and the modems and things like that. So you know maybe the, the next time we come here, we'll have we'll have a little bit better service. But it's it's been okay. Uh, we've been able to successfully record here, so you know I can't I can't complain too much. Yeah, we do appreciate you guys bearing with us. You know, I w- I've been working between two locations. Sheena's been all over the w- country here, but uh, you know, starting next week, we'll be settled in. My uh, the the guys in my in the man in the fig cave, they they put up the uh, the drywall. It's all painted. I think they're putting the floors in today or tomorrow. So uh, I'm hoping by Sunday I can put together my detolf and put some Hasbro's up and uh, get the collection started. We're gonna go to IKEA once I get off the uh, the pod here. So. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited to get uh, my basement back. It's uh, you know half of my house has been gone for a year, so uh, what's I'm pretty ready to hang out down there for Father's Day. What are you guys doing uh, for Father's Day, you and uh, Seth? Uh, I'm gonna go up and have breakfast um, with you know my dad and my mom and stepdad. So we're all gonna go have breakfast, and then um, we're coming back here to uh, Hillbilly Gyms, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna cook some big tomahawk steaks. Uh, and just have like a big like steak cookout. So yeah, so we'll be celebrating with with both sides of the family. Um, and then you know the heel husband, he's pretty low maintenance. Like he's he's like uh, he's like you in the fact that he just like you know for Father's Day he just wants to like chill and be able to like watch whatever he wants or do whatever he wants and you know not be obligated to do anything that he doesn't want to do. So yeah, he's he's pretty low maintenance on that on that uh, effect. Yeah, we sound similar. I got my parents are bringing over some crabs. I'm gonna have some beers and. Uh... Some steamed shrimp on the back porch and just hang out. I just didn't want to go anywhere. That was my thing. I don't care if we have people over. My parents are fine, whatever. I just didn't want to have to get in the car and drive anywhere. So I'm happy. Yeah, for sure. And on that note, happy early Father's Day to all you dads out there. Um, You know, keep keep rocking your dad life. And uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Last year I had Brett Brett Hart wish Seth a happy first father's day and so i'm like i kind of set the bar a little too high like everything beyond that's going to kind of be you know just not as exciting yeah you can't you can't top that i mean come on jeez how did you even pull that off how did you reach out to him i forget what was the <laughs> hey, story man. behind that well you know chick foley chick foley just has magic avenues and you know she makes magic happen so um you know it's just it's a, it's a father it was a father's day miracle that got pulled off at the last moment so oh, nice cool cool 
Well, we uh, again, we thank you guys for supporting us. You can reach us out on social media. Sheena is on Instagram at Chick Foley. I'm uh, running the Twitter account at uh, Chick Foley Show. Feel free to yell at me there. You can email us at askchickfoley at gmail.com. We're actually recording in the morning, Sheena, which is uh, odd. I just yeah. listened to the Major Brothers on the way over here, and they just did their first uh, morning podcast. So I don't know what what's going on in the air. Uh, I don't think either of them are pregnant, but, um, you know, <laughs> stranger things have happened. But uh, that's why we couldn't record the other night. But, yeah, we're here on a Friday morning recording. we are uh, got a lot to recap, but we wanted to plug yeah. uh, all our social media avenues. And we definitely have been having fun with all our folks on Patreon. It's mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. You can sign up for starting at a dollar a month to support the show. We'll send you over Sheena's show notes that we send out to uh, each of our Patreons. We do some special uh, episodes, and Sheena and Seth have been doing some unboxing videos and going through his old LJN collection, which has been really fun to watch. And the best part, Sheena, lately is we set up this closed Facebook group for all of our Patreon uh, subscribers, and we're going on there just you know shooting the shit, talking about figs and selling stuff and just having a good time. Yeah, you know, Chick Foley has so many different outlets, but this Facebook group has been so much fun. It's really figure focused. I mean, obviously, it's a platform um, for all of our Patreons to come on there. And we've been sharing, we've been having elite figure matchups. Like, you know, you guys can go on there and share whatever you want. But we do, um, it's a lot more figure focused. We do a lot of buy, sell, trade, um, a lot of figure talk over there. So it's it's a lot of fun. And um, just remember, if you are a Patreon and you have not received an invite yet, please hit us up via Twitter or in the DMs and let us know. And then once you request, we send you the link. And once you request to be added to the Facebook group, make sure, because, you know, we all have different names. Our Instagram names don't match our Facebook names, don't match our Patreon names. So just make sure, um, you know, if you've, if you've requested to join and you are Patreon, and your, your request hasn't been approved, make sure you hit us up. Drop us a line. So hit up myself or Phil. Heel Husband helps us admin that group. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll be checking everything out. So just make sure you hit us up and send us a message um, if you have not been accepted into that group. Yep, uh, more uh, housekeeping here. Uh, hit up our friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com. We've been plugging their shirts for quite a while. Uh, they've had some cool stuff on there. The company's run by uh, former WWE superstar Al Snow, and their shirts are freaking awesome. I highly recommend it. You can use C-H-I-C-K Chick uh, at checkout for 10% off there, and you can get our mm-hmm. Chick Foley shirts at prowrestlingtees.com. Uh, while we're talking about swag, you got some. Uh, I know you're a big supporter of Chalkline, and they have some awesome stuff over yeah. there right now for sure. Yeah, um, they just dropped these new Heart Foundation shorts that I feel like everybody needs to pick up a pair of. They're super awesome. Um, they we we got ourselves a pair, and then Chalkline graciously sent us um, a pair that's not released yet. We posted some pictures of them on the uh, Instagram account, so go check those out, guys. Those will be released a little bit later. I mean, they just keep dropping the fire. Like, prepare your bank. account counts because they they got the swag it's gotten to the point where i can't even go onto their instagram account because there's so <laughs> much shit they have that macho madness like tank top that i want i still want that rick flair jacket i just you know i uh, it's yes. it's, it's a tough life uh, being a wrestling fan because it there's is. so much cool it stuff is. out there now and they're not so not only do they tug on your wrestling heartstrings the cool thing about chocolate is like now they're expanding into like you know nickelodeon territory for holidays they did the home alone like jacket and hat and like all the swag and i was like oh my gosh like you know now that they're not even just taking my wrestling budget they're just taking my overall fun money <laughs> you know like everything that i i love everything that they do so yeah man they they know how to drop the heat and i'm so glad that they revived the chalk line line you know and brought it back because it is so fire we want to give a shout-out to one of our good buddies that's been supporting the show for quite a while, Ryan Ferguson. He's at 
raw underscore is underscore Ryan on Twitter and Instagram. He's been going through some health issues, just had surgery earlier this week. And uh, yeah. ho- sorry, sorry, Ryan, that the pod's a little bit delayed, but hopefully you can listen to this on Friday. And uh, we're pulling for you, man. Keep us all updated. And uh, we're de- you're definitely in our thoughts. Yeah, man. Um, Roz Ryan, he's he's one of those uh, you know pillar members of the Chick Foley fam. Always writes to send some really good listener mails and all those things. And he's been going through a rough time with surgery, and it's no fun. You know, he's he's healing, everything's going well, but you know, it's just one of those situations where he's kind of laid up in the hospital, and you know, that's fun. That's fun for no one. So listen to the Chick Foley show. Hope we can bring you some light. We did send over some you know Chick Foley swag to to get well soon. And I definitely oh, want to shout cool. out our buddy Kendon Hill. Yeah, our buddy Kendon Hill. He's at Kendon with a bunch of ends at the end um, of his name. Um, he's going through a rough time. He lost uh, one of his wiener dogs this week. And you know me, like I'm a crazy wiener dog lady. I have the hounds of justice. They're actually laying right here beside me, um, being quiet for once. But um, he did lose his dog, Sammy. And, you know, I know how hard it is to to lose a pet and all those things. And I know Kendon's having a really hard time. And I just wanted to shout him out, show him some love. And again, we sent him over some Chick-fil-A swag to kind of lift his spirit. So I hope Ryan and Kendon, I hope you guys have a better week and things start looking up next week. And, you know, the Chick-fil-A show loves you guys. I've seen so many people in the last couple months, like having to put their you know older dogs down or their dogs passing away. I mean, that's I never had a dog as a kid, and probably the best thing about it was like you know I, I really always wanted one. I was like I think I asked for it like every Christmas, but God, I can't imagine like losing a pet like it's got to be that you've had like yeah. for multiple years. Like that's never that's so foreign to me, and it's got to it's got to be tough. So yeah, we're pulling for you too, man. I know that's yeah, it's never fun to go through. Do you have you don't have a dog now? I have, a, I have a cat. Have we talked about this? I have a cat that I hate extremely. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you've ever told me about the cat that you hate. Yeah, so me and my wife had a cat before my son was... We'll, we'll, we'll get to vet wrestling eventually, I promise, folks. Yeah. Um, we had a cat right before my son was born that was probably... I mean, I, it was the only pet I've ever had, but my wife has always had cats. She said it was the best cat. Never did anything hiss or anything. Would lay with my wife and relax, was chill, was cool, was, you know was clean was didn't do anything yeah he, something happened to him we we came home one day he was just kind of moping around so uh we got him as like a stray so we took him to the vet and they said oh yeah we're gonna have to put him down there's something wrong with him we're like what the hell he's like he's been fine until like today so it, it was it, it was terrible we only had him for like a year or two maybe so i you know wasn't super attached to him but it was tough and now we have a cat that was also a stray that is still the sweetest cat my son loves her she's super nice but she chews on everything she chews on boxes so i'm worried i still have her over here at the in-laws house they're they're, they're boarding her now and feeding her and yeah. uh I, I just don't know what to do with her because there's like i try to explain it to people it's like she's just always like if you go up the stairs she's like you almost like step on her i've almost stepped on her like a hundred times because she's always like wherever you are she's right on top of you and you know which sounds sweet but it's kind of after you put a kid to sleep it's super annoying yeah. and when i come downstairs sometimes i'll you know she'll be she'll chew on some boxes that we have down you know if i have you know shipments of stuff she'll chew on boxes i'm worried about doing all this mint on card stuff on on displays and bookcases yeah, you're gonna she- have to watch yeah watch the figures that's a, that was my first thought when you said that you had a cat is because i, I remember uh uh freaking Zach Ryder posting about his cat, like knocking his figures off, you know? And, um, yeah, that they love to do shit like that. So I can only imagine like when you're setting up your, your figure displays and stuff, like you got to like put a gate up to keep the cat out of there. Yeah. We've tried to pawn her off on everyone. I mean, she gets up on our like countertops and like in our old kitchen and we definitely don't want, <laughs> you know, like tries to eat like anything on the counter. She's just, I don't know. And, uh, she doesn't bring yeah. us much, much joy. So I would like to find her a home with like maybe an older person or something. So if anybody listening wants a 
a wants a cat and is in the Maryland area, definitely let me know. But I'm worried, you know, I'm not putting out those uh, defining moments boxes and getting them chewed up. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that would suck, man. She's the sweetest cat. Like it's, it's hard to be mad at her, but uh, that's enough for uh, hashtag cat talk. Um, <laughs> we will not turn this into a cat show. No, I promise. No, no. Uh, I mean, not, if, we're, if we're not going to be posting like. Cat- cat stuff on instagram or on the facebook page i, I don't know if, if all the pay-per-views are like super showdown sheena we might have to turn this into a cat fucking podcast because <laughs> true you know what there, there there's a huge cat audience out there so maybe we could appeal you know while yeah. while the ratings are down we could we could build our following by talking about like posting funny cat memes and stuff you know yeah we can do like dress like cats up like in wrestler outfits or something Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I'm so there for that. But speaking of super showdowns that you mentioned it, let's go and get into our inside the squared circle segment and dude. Okay. What are your, okay. Let's just, let's try to be positive. What are your overall thoughts on the show as a, as a whole? Uh, It was better than I thought it was going to be besides that main event, which we'll get to. The Battle Royal was pretty much pointless, but, uh, you know, the Finn match was good. There were some some pretty good matches on it. It wasn't, like, uh, the worst thing I've ever seen. It definitely did not need to be compared to WrestleMania, that's for sure. Um, But overall, it was was a a fun way. Like you said it on on Instagram, I think. It was a a fun way to spend a a Friday afternoon. You know, it's not, uh, not the worst thing I've ever watched, but it's, you know, it's definitely... Definitely not winning any fans over. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Okay, so there, like you said, it, I I didn't have anything better to do on Friday afternoon. So why wouldn't I watch Super Showdown, right? Um, it it just the whole thing um just kind of rubbed me the wrong way from the beginning because of the marketing of it, saying that it was as good or um or no better as good or better than WrestleMania. I can't remember the exact verbiage that they used, but I'm I'm sure that was some sort of like agreement with the, with the Saudi government. Like, you know, we have to put on a a production that's as good or better than WrestleMania. So they knew they weren't going to give us like WrestleMania caliber matches. So they were like, well, if we just keep saying this, maybe they'll believe it, you know? And then they're telling us that. And I'm like, that's an insult to WrestleMania. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously the production value was great. Um, you know, it, it, it was a big show, lots of pyro, lots of freaking, you know, fireworks and stuff like that. But, um, but that was it. Uh, other than that, in my opinion, it was a glorified house show. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, kind of, it yeah. had that house, that house show level feel to it. Um, and you like, you're right. There was some good matches. I mean, Andrade and Finn was really good. I thought, I thought it was a good match overall. Um, Roman and Shane, yeah, I mean, it was what it was. I'm kind of tired of seeing Shane McMahon, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. If I see Lars Sullivan beat up the Lucha Brothers one more time, I'm going to, like, bash my head against the wall uh, like Goldberg. But, um, yeah, I mean, oh, Randy Orton and Triple H was actually really good. That match was yeah, I thought that, you know, I thought was that was Yeah. I think that was a good match. And I think, I mean, a lot of that has to do, I think, with the fact that these guys have, like, worked together so much over the last decade. You know, I mean, honestly, these guys know each other. I know they probably said that in some sort of the marketing, like, these guys know each other better than anyone, you know. But they really do. And they work really well together. They worked really seamless together. And even though, you know, I feel like Randy carried the match, like, Triple H doesn't, he doesn't have his speed and agility that he once had. Um, I still think it was a, it was a really good match. Yeah, this the I, I'd be okay if this Lars Sullivan thing ended sooner than later. Between the stuff he's put up on on the internet, the racist stuff he's you know from back in the day to that promo yeah. uh, in the ring on 
on Tuesday last week on SmackDown. I mean, this 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 dude is he just doesn't have it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know I know it's early, and I know he didn't really have too much time in NXT to develop. But I mean, I can't keep watching this same thing of him just destroying these Lucha House Party guys and and think it's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, what's the what is the? I, I mean, I'm not impressed that he can beat up three guys that are like that would barely qualify to be on 205 Live. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these small guys that like he's this giant. He's gonna beat up three small guys. Like no, have him beat up you know, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin, then I might pay attention. You know what I mean? Like, give him some actual, like, guys that can wrestle that would actually be some competition. And if he beats up those three, I'll be like, okay, Lars, you got my attention. And Lars, he's one of those guys, he needs he needs a manager. I was going to say, you know he I mean? needs he a needs... manager so bad. He should <laughs> never, never be talking because that was, I think we played it on the, the intro or the outro of last week's episode. And it was yeah. it was fucking awful. And um, and you know, some people can go in the, on the mic, and some people can't. So you know, highlight what he can do best. But I mean, I would love to see him with a a Paul. Heyman. I mean, it was ten years ago in the WWE, or fifteen years ago. You would have put this guy with Paul Heyman or somebody, and just had him as a badass. And I really like what they did with Braun Strowman when he was like on his singles push, and it was you know, even though he started out with jobbers on Monday night and just kind of destroying guys, mm-hmm. it was like it was something different every week, and. You know, I just don't need yeah. to see them be- beating up luchadors. That's that's the purpose of jobbers. Like we talked about on one of our Patreon episodes, one of the things that WWE can do to bring back a little bit of excitement and make it watchable again is bring back some jobbers. Like that's the point to build these guys up. You know, what I mean, those jobbers have a place. If Lars came out every week and like beat up somebody that you know a jobber, um, cool, I'm okay with that. To build him up, give him a little bit of clout, like have him do something and then start a feud. Um, but yeah, this whole this whole thing, like it just makes one, it makes the Lucha House Party just look completely <laughs> ridiculous, and two. Um, uh, it doesn't do anything for him. I, like I said before, I don't think it does anything for him. But, but we won't belabor Lars Sullivan uh, because there's a lot more stuff to talk about on this show. And again, you know, it's one of those things like the the Super Showdown. It's controversial for a number of reasons. Um, you know, the, the the positive part is is that these guys get paid a lot of money to go over and and do these types of shows. So, you know, I that's one benefit to it is these guys, they, they get a nice payday out of it, just despite what you may feel about the political side of it and all of that. I mean, that is, you know, that's definitely a, a positive <laughs> a positive spin on it because I, I want my, my wrestlers to be taken care of. But um, let's talk about the Saudis <laughs> loving these legends oh, matches. Um, oh. And... Um, bringing out Goldberg and Taker. So I'm going to start on a high note and say I marked out seeing Goldberg and Taker in the ring together. And if you didn't mark out just seeing them in the ring together, then you're lying to yourself, right? Like despite what you thought about the match, despite what you think about Undertaker should have retired like, you know, five years ago at least. Um, I, I think just having these two icons and legends together finally like – even though I would have loved to see it 10 or 15 years ago, I will still have that snapshot in my mind. And it was really cool. It was cool to see, you know, Goldberg's entrance and all that stuff. Um, but the match, unfortunately, is a whole other issue. Yeah, it's it's about time. 
that I mean, going back to just the show overall, these shows back in the day were probably when they went to other countries like this, they didn't even televise them. So now that they have the network, they'll throw it up there. So I mean, it's something that we never used to get before. Like you said, it was, it was basically like a house show for uh, you know another yeah. country that doesn't really get the product very, very frequently. But and then they probably they probably demanded those two guys be there because they're big names that you know casual fans over there yeah. know. But uh, totally, it, it Undertaker just needs to stop wrestling. He. He I mean, he probably wasn't even the worst part of this match, but I mean Goldberg comes in every one every two years and does a match or two. Just doesn't seem like he's you know. I feel like you have to have a certain you know, ring coordination or you know ring ring awareness that if you're not in the ring for a while, it's going to get rusty. So that's what we saw here. And yeah. Between the tombstone and Goldberg crashing into the oh uh, my turnbuckle, gosh. it was pretty. And the jackhammer. Yeah. Yeah, um, it it was it was just bad all around, and I know I know that they knew that it was bad too. I mean, you saw Taker's face at the end. I mean, he was just disgusted with with the match. Um, and you know, the the crazy thing is to me is like Taker is widely known as one of the safest workers in the business in the industry. You know what I mean? Like you knew when you're when you're in Undertaker's hands, like you're in good hands. You know, but this match was just dangerous. Like I feared for both of them. Like as I was watching, it just got to a point where it was uncomfortable to watch because I just knew one of them was going to have some sort of like life altering injury. And it just, it just like broke my heart, you know, just seeing like Taker freaking botch that tombstone and, you know, Goldberg, I mean, not even Goldberg, not even being able to get like, hold him up. You know I mean? Obviously Taker's Taker's old and he's freaking heavy, you know, not be able to hold him up in the jackhammer. And then, when Goldberg, um, or when Taker did that botched choke slam, I mean, didn't even like, you know what I mean? Like it just looked like he like pushed, pushed Goldberg down. Um, oh, it was just, God. it was just really, really bad. And not to mention, so these guys are like what 50 plus. Right. And, um, it was like 150 degrees down there. Oh God, so not, God. not only are these guys like, you know, a little bit rusty, I'm assuming that they didn't do any sort of prep on these guys. Like, Hey, let's, let's get in the ring a little bit and see what we can do. Right. These guys, this was probably the first time that these two had been in the ring together. So they're just winging it like two old pros, right. Just kind of like winging it as they go. Um, and it showed, and not to mention, like I said, their age, the ring rust and the heat, it was just a, a terrible situation. And it really could have, you know, changed either one of their lives for, for the worse. Um, obviously, like I said, I can't fault either of them for taking on this match because of the payday and the money, because I mean, let me, let me be real. If I, if, if they were rolling the Brinks truck up to my backyard and like, they're like, Hey, guess what? We're going to give you money that could like <laughs> change not only your future, but like your grandkids, grandkids future. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be like, cool, yeah. let, let's do it. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'm in. Um, so that's the that's the kind of thing you got to think about. Like, I mean, I can't blame them for doing it, but I hope, I hope this is the last time we see it. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm really pissed that they didn't give Undertaker a send off, and we have a good listener mail about this, and this is kind of a, falls into that. Uh, a WrestleMania send off, even if it was against Roman Reigns or yes. putting somebody over. Uh, one of the hounds likes my uh, thoughts. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, just how are you going to end this Undertaker thing? You have to end it eventually, and I think it has to happen sooner than later. I mean, when when has he ever messed up a tombstone? I mean, Jesus, he's been he's I been doing tombstones I mean, for thirty I can't years. Remember. Yeah, if anything, I feel like he's gotten way safer over the years to the point where, like, when he would tombstone people, you know, in the last like couple of years, like 
like their heads wouldn't even get close to the mat. You know what I mean? So like, I, I feel like this was, this was just some sort of like complete botch that, I mean, you know, I mean, and I can't, it's one of those things like he's been so safe for all these years that I can't be mad at him for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm like, Oh my God, Taker's such a, you know, horrible ring worker. Cause he's not, but like, that was like something that really could have screwed Goldberg, you know, and like broke his freaking neck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think they're going to seriously question, you know, going forward and how they're going to use these older guys. And you know, they did it right last year when they had the Brothers of Destruction. They had a tag team match where they can kind of hide these guys and they threw Triple True, H. True, but there. even then, yeah, yeah that was even still then, pretty H bad. Tore, yeah. Triple H tore his pec, and I mean, the other guys. I mean, Shawn Michaels, you know, he 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 was probably the highlight of that match because yeah, Triple H tore his pec, and obviously Kane and Undertaker they can't really go. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just bad. Um, I don't know what, how the Saudis felt about it or, you know, whether they realized it or even cared, but yeah, it was, it was bad news. And so like what, like, so obviously we know these, these Saudi shows are, oh, they're, we're going to have a few more of them in the future, right? Like they're locked into a contract. So realistically the legends matches have not been great, you know, historically in the Saudi show. So who would you like to see realistically, that you think could put on a decent match as far as like a legend. Oh man, it's hard. Like, I mean, you could say, I, don't, I mean, obviously Chris Jericho is not available, but he's kind of the upper level of, of age wise guys that I would say can still go and be entertaining, you know, him, Kurt mm-hmm. Angle and guys like that. But those guys are few and far between now, you know I mean? I'm trying to think well, of even guys. Kurt Angle's. Yeah. Even Kurt Angle's last few matches though. I mean, yeah. we saw like, He's 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 kind of on the he's on his way out, you know. Did um, so? Did John Cena choose not to go to the last couple of these because he could be a name yeah. that's still? Yeah, he him and Daniel Bryan. Remember, uh, they didn't go because of all of the the stuff that happened before the last Saudi show with like the um you know the journalists and all of that stuff. Um, you know they they chose not to to participate. Obviously, they have that. They have that ability because they're they're that they're that they're at that star level. But you know, people like Bobby Lashley and you know Finn, they can't they don't really get to say whether or not they they go to these type of shows. Obviously, Goldberg and Taker they get to choose. But again, when you make that much money, I don't know anyone that would say no. I would say Shawn Michaels. Like, I think he could still put on an entertaining match. Obviously, we saw um, you know his his DX return with. Um, with Triple H and then the Brothers of Destruction. And it wasn't the best showing, but I feel like if you put him, like, you know, it doesn't have to be Legends versus Legends. Like, maybe do... Put him with, you know, put him with a guy that can carry him, you know? That's exactly who I had. Uh, AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels. I could see that as a a main event at one of these shows, for sure. Yeah, that would make sense, and that would pop people. I mean, he doesn't look the same as he used to. I mean, it'd be weird to see him coming out with the sexy boy music um, when he's bald and, like, you know, bearded. But, uh, you know... Whatever, yeah. whatever works. Um, what do you think about the local Saudi? I mean, he's from Saudi Arabia. Mansoor winning the, I guess it's a fifty-one man according to Wikipedia. Fifty-one man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I thought. I mean, it was all right. I mean, I thought it was the feel-good moment. I mean, they definitely, you know, I mean, they definitely used it because he's the hometown guy. They did the feel-good moment, kind of like you know, anything is possible. He gave his little speech at the end and stuff. I was okay with that. The fifty-one man battle royal was. I wanted to see it. I talked about it on the last episode. I wanted to see it. Um, but then once I saw it, I was like, okay, this was a huge mess. Yeah. You know, like it, it was just too much going on or not enough going on, or I couldn't really see anything that was happening. Um, so 
yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a mess. I mean, I guess if you want to say, you know, oh, cool, we had the biggest the biggest battle royal ever. I mean, that's something to be said for it. But at the same time, like it didn't do anything, anything for me. And I don't think it did anything for for Mansoor. Akam and Rezar were in the match. So maybe they're close to coming back. Maybe. Probably not. Let's talk about uh, the, the tag division right now. We'll get we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, I don't I don't. Who, who freaking knows? Yeah. Um, Dolph versus Kofi was good. Um, the cool thing about all these matches is if we didn't like them the first time, guess what? <laughs> we got stomping grounds coming up, and we get to run all these matches back. So we're going to get to see a lot of these matches uh, play out again on the on the stomping grounds pay-per-view, which just seems to be the theme for that pay-per-view seems to be like the the rematch. Well, and I saw somebody up in Philly told me that they're advertising Extreme Rules as um – uh, Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin in a, a ladders or tables match. So that so that's going to keep going. So, <sighs> oh my gosh! Man. I mean, so here's the thing. I, I thought actually, okay, let me be a little bit less critical of Baron Corbin right now. I thought he had a good match against Seth Rollins. No, you know? no, I think not, yeah, it's not terrible. It's just that like, and I forget which podcast said this back in the day where Shawn Michaels would one pay per view he's fighting British Bulldog, then he goes to Vader and he beats him, and then he go he fights Diesel or Sid or you know, mankind. And, you know, it's like, wh- why do we need to have Seth fight? Like, I love watching Seth Rollins wrestle. Let's put him with all these different guys. Let's give Drew McIntyre yes. a shot. Let's give Lashley another shot. And, you know, it's if it's a month build up, it's, you know, you can build them all around. Some of these guys are p- palling around with Shane and uh, yeah, uh, make, make it a little more interesting. I mean, that would be, he's already wrestled. When did he wrestle Baron Corbin before this? Was it another pay-per-view? It was, or is this the first time? Yeah, it was. I don't think this is the first time they've um, they've met. Uh, I mean, on on a pay per view, let's yeah, see. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, um, but I mean, it's just it's all tied to this Brock thing, and I'm like, you know, the whole unsuccessful cash in, it just didn't make sense to me. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I get they're probably want him, wanting him to cash in against Kofi, you know, but why even tease that he's going to cash in against Seth? Like, let Seth Rollins be. Like, let let Brock just find a a fresh new matchup and like chase, chase that. Do you know what I mean? Why do we have to, um, just keep on like Seth versus Seth versus Brock, Seth versus Brock. And obviously they made mention of that on Monday, you know, Sammy Zayn was talking about it being toxic because Seth is obsessed with Brock and all that. So obviously they're playing on that angle and they've acknowledged that angle, but, um, you know, still, yeah, uh, it's a show. I definitely wouldn't recommend anyone to go back and watch the whole thing. There is some good matches on there, so um, you know it is what it is. It's not uh, at the caliber that we want to see the the product, but you know, the show isn't really for us. It's for those folks over there, and it, you know, it, mm-hmm. like you said, it gets a good payday for the wrestlers. And it is surprising that they bought fifty guys over to just do this battle royal. And I can't, I can't imagine flying those guys out and putting them up in a hotel for however many days feeding them oh, and all that just for uh you know one mat like a 10 minute match it's crazy i know but i mean that, that just shows you that shows you the level yeah i was gonna say that shows you the level of like just freaking oh, you money dropping the bucket that for those guys you know? yeah that they are that they're putting into these wwe shows but um let's get into we have stomping grounds uh coming up a little bit later which i mean stomping grounds <laughs> oh Actually, don't, I, I don't hate the logo it kind of looks like it's it's like made out of like a shoe kind of thing it looks i mean it's something different as far as the logo the, the name is not uh my favorite uh but uh at least the yeah. logo they made it look a little cool but yeah 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Both of us are I speechless. Just feel like, I just feel like stomp. Yeah, I just feel like stomping grounds. Like, it's just such a throwaway. I feel like, you know, so let's get into the non-kayfabe side of this. Um, WWE is having issues, like, selling out this show. Um, it, I mean, like, there's, like, still, like, whole sections. So we're, like, what, less than two weeks out from oh, wow. from stomping grounds. Yeah, and, 23rd, yeah. Yeah, and there, there's... Yeah, there's still whole sections of uh, the arena that haven't been sold. And, you know, it's like I think the capacity, what they estimated it to be 23,000 for this show. And, like, I think at this point they're like, well, maybe we'll set up for, like, ten to 20,000. Uh, hoping and 20,000 being, like, the upper end, you know, like, <laughs> of, like, hopefully we can sell 20,000 tickets. But I think there's a lot to be said for that because, like I mentioned earlier, this show is basically just – rematches from super showdown we have a rematch from money in the bank with the ladies with Lacey and becky um and nothing really interesting is going to happen at this pay-per-view to be quite honest i'm gonna watch it because that's what i do and you know i try to be i try to go into everything optimistically and be surprised but i feel like as the average fan um you know or the casual fan like there's 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 no reason for me to buy tickets to this event, right? I'll watch it on the WWE Network from the comfort of my own home. But would I buy tickets to this? How many people Probably would order not. this if if you didn't have WWE Network? If this was like you had to pay now that's 40, a, that's 50 a, bucks yeah, for this. that's a scary thought. Yeah, yeah, that is a scary thought. That's the downfall sure. of the of the network because they don't have to chase those numbers. They don't have to sell pay per views anymore, so they can put out shows like this. And it is, you know, I guess we're setting up for SummerSlam here as we get closer. But I mean, if Extreme Rules is uh, rumored to be some of these same similar matches, I guess the other one I saw was R- Reigns versus McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Like, come on, mm-hmm. man! It's like th- th- this this could be condensed down into some Raws and Smackdowns and could blow this thing off and move on to some other stuff here but yeah i don't know i mean uh, kofi yeah. kofi and dolphin the steel cage will be good you know even rollins and corbin will be a good match uh how many times we've we seen Reigns it's just like they, it's just like yeah it's just like they um yeah and it, that would be more interesting if uh drew mcintyre had been beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if he had actually beat him and then like, we were like, okay, Roman's this underdog. Like he could potentially, you know, beat uh, Drew McIntyre. Like I feel like I would find that match more, more interesting, but now I'm just kind of like, meh, meh, like whatever, you know, like I don't really care. Um, but it's like, it's almost like WWE just assumed that nobody watched super showdown. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm assuming that everybody did like all, you know, all the fans I know watched it. Um, just because we're in like 5% that's like hardcore and we kind of just watch everything just because that's what we do. Um, and maybe they're just assuming the casual crowd wants to see Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin and Kofi versus Dolph and all of these things, which, you know, these matches are cool. Like we're going to have a couple of stipulations. We're going to have a guest, um, a special guest referee for Seth versus Baron of Baron's choosing. We're going to have a steel cage match with Kofi and Dolph, which will be really cool. We obviously know there's going to be something screwy that goes down between Roman and Drew, Becky and Lacey. I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, maybe they'll just put on a really good match. I don't really, you know, I don't understand why they're just continuing to to drag out this feud. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And we also got, uh, I think we'll probably see another Finn versus Andrade, you think? Oh, I would assume so. Put us, I mean, some kind of stipulation to it, I'm sure. Uh, maybe we should just switch yeah. it over to a cat podcast. We can do like like Stone Cold <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Paulston or like Oh my gosh. Whisker, yeah, Whisker Perfect instead of Mr. Perfect, it can be Whisker Perfect. 
Yeah, we could just have like cats, like yeah, cat memes, like with photoshopped like uh, wrestlers. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. At that one, two, three, kitten. Which is been... oh my gosh, <laughs> are you pulling these off the top of your head? Because no, if you no, are, no, I'm... I had to Google. I'm not that creative. No. Oh, I was like, dude, I'm really impressed. The with first you right couple, now but because... then I, yeah. Uh, Mr. Z- yeah, Mr. That... Zigglesworth, that's a good one. Mr. Zigglesworth, that's a good cat. I mean, that's a good oh my cat name, gosh. period. I might name my next that cat. That is Dr. Yeah. Evil's S cat. Yeah, we will awesome. uh, we'll have yeah. a couple more weeks to uh, to preview this stomping ground pay-per-view. Let's get into Raw and SmackDown because a couple things happen here, and a couple things happen off uh, the air that I want to get to, too. But let's let's stick to Raw. We saw okay. our, our good buddies, the, the Major Brothers, lose their tag team champs, the Revival now our two-time champions mm-hmm. um, with maybe AOP coming back and the Viking Raiders. What do, what do you see happening here in the Raw tag team scene? And uh, what do you feel about the Revival winning those belts back? I mean, I'm excited for the Revival. You know, I, I was kind of conflicted, you know, because I, I have a – I, I proclaim that I have an uh, forever alliance with um, the Revival after, you know, after they took out that jackass that attacked Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame. Um but, you know, I, I mean, they definitely deserve it. The Revival are one of the best tag teams in the in the freaking division, despite what we've seen, you know, like WWE book them and stuff. I mean, they're, they're definitely one of the top, um, the upper echelon. I mean, but all these guys are, you know what I mean? Like uh, the Usos, the Revival. I mean, all these guys are just incredible. And, you know, I, I was excited for, um, you know, Zach and Kurt. And I was hoping they would have a little bit longer run, but I'm definitely not mad that they lost it to the Revival. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, they'll probably stick around as a tag team there. I'm excited to see what they do here, especially after what they have saw with AEW, with what those guys can do as, a, as in the tag team division and bringing that back to the forefront. Yeah. Um, AOP and yeah, AOP and the Viking Raiders could be a fun matchup. You know, you got some big guys there. You got some big horses. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, uh, the mm-hmm. both of the shows were pretty much dominated by your boy Shane McMahon, and um, people aren't too happy <sighs> with that. Yeah, I, I I'm not really understanding what's um what's going on with Shane McMahon right now. You know, I've tried to read some things online to see if maybe I'm just missing something or maybe there's something there. Like I didn't know if it was like a ratings thing, like if Shane was bringing in the ratings, but apparently there's been no no boost in ratings or anything like that. So I'm like, what is the what's the purpose behind just giving him the the opening 30 minutes of SmackDown and then having him on both shows, you know, with different feuds, still feuding with The Miz. Um, I just feel like, personally, I don't know how everybody else feels about Shane McMahon. I like Shane McMahon. I think he's a good wrestler. I, um, I just feel like he should be a novelty act. Do you know what I mean? Like, bring Shane McMahon back for, for SummerSlam. Bring him back for Royal Rumble. Bring him back for Mania. Let me... Let me just suspend my disbelief because seeing him every week, like doing his little freaking MMA punches and kicks and everything and trying to build him, build himself up like he's this like badass. It's hard for me to suspend my disbelief on that. You know what I mean? Because it looks so phony and we know that he's not really that way. So it's like, come on, man. You know? Yeah. Like, I remember when, um, when Shane first came back and he was like, off of TV for like a couple of weeks or a month or something, we were like, God, where is Shane, man? Bring, you know, get him on the TV yeah. more. And now it's just gone the complete other direction. So it's, it's, it is tough to watch. And, uh, 
it's been you know like you said 45 minutes of him between the two shows or whatever it was it's uh it's getting a little crazy and um, there's so many more people that we want to see featured on these shows that you know i don't know why if you're not going to build a stable and make it like okay if you're going to have shane on tv that long make this the main angle and make him the top heel and build some guys around him and have you know him trying to take down seth rollins and roman reigns or something you know but it's not it's very like un unfinished you know it just doesn't seem like they've thought it through all the way yeah, I, like I, I was listening to, to Shoemaker and they were talking about this, about how um, how Shane, like, you know, he's not a heel because he's like that good at being hated or he's like a sniveling heel or any of that. He's a heel and he gets heat because he's just annoying, you know, and like that that seems to be like the trend for WWE right now is like having these annoying heels um, that just like that they they're kind of like undeserving is kind of what they were saying is like, you know, like they they have these these um like these places of prominence on TV and in pay-per-views that they feel undeserving of, you know, like we as fans are like, you don't deserve that. So that's why you're a heel. You're annoying, you know? And like you get all this time despite like not having any real reason to be there. Um, and to me, like, I don't like that. Do you know what I mean? Like I want a heel that's like underhanded and undermined and like doing things and like a fighting heel. Yeah, um, yeah. Even if he's like, even if he's like a cowardice fighting heel, you know what I mean? Like Seth Rollins, for instance, you know, like how many times did J and J security get involved? How many times did the authority get involved? But like Seth Rollins was an amazing heel just because like he came out and he like, he just made you believe what he was saying, you know? And I don't feel like Shane, Shane does that. And Shane's gotten really good on the mic. I mean, I know he can like talk and cut promos. And I mean, but I mean, yeah, if you give anybody an hour on television every week, they're going to get better, right? Just talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think they need to move away with it. I don't know what the direction is they're going with it. It is kind of confusing. I do want to touch on something that happened over the last couple days here. I think WWE is listening to our show, Sheena, because over the last couple of weeks, oh, yeah? we've talked about how we we want to, you know, we have so much talent on Raw and SmackDown. We need to move some of these guys around, and it looks like it's happening. We've seen Chad Gable going over to uh, the 205 Live brand, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. and now Killian Dane on the NXT tapings over the last couple couple days. If you don't want spoilers, you can yeah. fast forward ahead a, a minute or so. But uh, yeah. we saw Killian Dane, we saw Fandango, and we saw Apollo Cruz all becoming full-time back with NXT, and I think this is awesome. We also saw Alexander Wolfe go into NXT UK, so this is what they need to do. You have all these extra hours of television that you need to get people invested in, and you have all this talent doing nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's great, man. I think, And it's a way to get these guys to shine so they're not just sitting backstage doing goofy stuff, doing the the 24-7 stuff. And mm-hmm. l- let them continue to develop. And, you know, you see in sports all the time, guys get sent back down to double A AA or triple A in baseball to, you know, to, to continue to work on stuff and get experience. It's not a bad thing. And I don't think it should be thought of as a bad thing. I don't think people think of it as a bad thing. And any, if anything, I think it's just, I think it's WWE's way of appeasing these guys so that they don't get out of their contracts, you know, or ask, ask to be out of their contracts contracts and all those things i think it's just a way for them to you know give these guys some shine the guys that we know like like gable who who deserves to to be wrestling on tv right um for him to get some shine in in nxt or 205 live or wherever they end up putting you know putting these guys um 
I think it's good for them. And I love those brands, you know, and there, and there's a hardcore market for those brands, which is really cool, you know, and I think it, it would really kind of maybe reinvigorate those guys. Like maybe they're getting a little bit tired of not being featured on TV and doing all the monotonous things that come along with traveling on the road and all those things. Like maybe it will revitalize them and give them a new life so that when they do reappear on the main roster, they feel a little bit more invigorated. Yeah. I mean, I think that's perfect. And I think, I talked about 205 Live, and I think you have some real talent down there now. I've been watching it over the last couple of weeks, and it's been pretty fun to watch. And I think when Rey Mysterio comes back, I would love to see Ricochet there. I mean, bring the Lucha guys down there and, and build it up. My question to you, with, with all these newer guys, you know, the guys that have more experience going down to NXT, do you make NXT a two-hour show? I mean, does that water it down? I feel like there's still there's already a lot of guys that don't get on there. I know it's taped. Uh, do you mm-hmm. maybe do you maybe air it twice a week to kind of get more exposure? What what, what do you think happens with NXT going like you know in a year? I don't think they're going to change the format of NXT because <clears throat> NXT is the one thing that I think is working for WWE. Um, so I don't think they're going to change the format per se as far as like being a one hour show. I could see them doing it like multiple days like you know what i mean like it could be like a wednesday friday show or something well i guess they're gonna have um smackdown on friday so it won't be fridays anymore maybe it'll be a tuesday wednesday show you know um going forward i can see them doing two nights of nxt but i don't see them making it longer um i i would personally i wouldn't want them to make it longer i love nxt as it is um and you know like i said with with the with the talent continuing to be you know moved up to the main roster and 205 live and things like that. I think NXT does a really good job of keeping fresh faces in the mix. Yeah, they do. They do a really good job and they keep the champ off the show for, you know, for weeks, which is good. And like, uh, they mix in some title matches. I know they're going to have, what's that? The steel cage match next week with Shayna and Io Shirai, mm-hmm. which will be badass. Yeah. Saw you post yeah. about that. So yeah, they do. I mean, they do a good job and I don't, I don't want to change NXT. I just wanted to get your thoughts because there's nothing wrong with it right now. Yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But, you know, I think more people need to be watching NXT. It's been pretty pretty fun. These new additions should really bring them some new characters and, you know, spice things up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about WWE finally. I mean, I think they're listening not to us probably, but I think they're listening to somebody yeah. about getting, get, getting their talent more airtime and expanding these brands and making them better. So props to them. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's one, like I said, that's one good thing. And maybe, like I said, I'm not, I don't produce a live TV show, excuse me, every, every week, twice a week. So I can't even speak to what, what all goes into that and the craziness, you know, I mean, obviously like NXT and all those things are, you know, they're pre-recorded and whatnot. Um, and it's, it's a lot less, there's a lot less, um, writing on NXT. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not yeah, on live not television and all that stuff. Yeah, it's more match based. Yes. So it's like um you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to compare them, but it's like I I just want the main roster to be so much more like like NXT and it's just it's just not, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh NXT is is perfectly positioned where it is to be kind of an alternative to to Raw and SmackDown and you know, mm-hmm. we saw that with TakeOver. So, yeah, not too much with Raw and SmackDown this week other than the Revival winning yeah. the tag team belts. We saw our eighth, eighth edition of the Firehouse Funhouse, which uh, uh, I don't know how many more of these we have. They're still they're still entertaining, but I'm, I think I'm ready. We've talked about it every single week. I feel like I'm ready to see Bray Wyatt back in the ring and, 
and you can continue these promos if you want. You can just make them, <clears throat> you know, based on a specific opponent or something. But get him back on the ring. Get him I, on TV. Is it? I know. I feel like it's like a double-edged sword. I'm like, is, I'm like, are they not bringing him back right now because it's so bad right now? They want to wait till it's like an uptick to bring him back, or is it just like they're they're like not bringing him back because they feel like the Firefly Funhouse segments are are working right, or maybe they just don't have a place. They don't really even know what they're doing with with Bray Wyatt at the moment. Um, like, what what's what's going on here? Because they've they, they don't seem in any hurry to, to cash in on it, you know? And that's kind of like, it's a little bit worrisome, but I'm also like, well, what are they waiting for? Like, what is the moment, you know, what is going to make it worth this suspense, right? Like eight weeks of these promo packages to pay off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish they would hint about, um, somebody he's, you know, targeting or going after or mad with to, to kind of make it more of a, you know, kind of transition more into like a wrestling. Right now, the the promos have nothing to do with wrestling or, any, you know, it could be on any TV show, you know. I mean, it would be- maybe, 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 maybe Bray will be the one to pick a fight with Aleister Black. Oh, okay. That could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> it could, I mean, it would totally be cool. Um, Here's my thoughts, my, my knee-jerk reaction on that, even though I just said that because, like, the promos with Aleister Black are really starting to, to grate my nerves because maybe. I love Aleister Black and he's so flipping amazing. And it's just like this is like a complete misuse of. Yeah, they've somehow of, managed to make him like unlikable almost. Yes. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Like when I see him come on, I'm like, oh my god. And I never felt like that about Alistair Black. I always got like you know goosebumps when I would see Alistair Black come on. You know, and his entrance and everything. I'm like, oh man, he's so freaking rad. And now I'm like, oh god, again. You know, they're they're making him out to be like a whiny, like snivelly coward almost. Like come pick a fight with me, like why don't you go pick a fight with somebody else? Like you're a freaking badass, you know? Um, but I don't think, I, I hope it's not that I really, you know, even though I said that, I hope it's not Bray versus Alistair because there's no, there's no stakes. And I feel like at like this point they've drugged Bray out so much. He has to come in with immediate stakes. Like he has to come in into a title picture, like from day one. 100%. Yeah. If not, it's pointless because what, you know, yeah. what, what's the buildup in for? So, uh, you have on yeah. here about Sasha Banks continuing to complain. What's uh, what's been the latest on that? Because I've been kind of trying to tune that out. Is she still so? So yeah, you know, I mean, here's the thing. Again, I feel I feel both ways. You know, I me, mean, I, I, I'm I try not to be a fence rider, but I try to see. I also try to see like both sides of everything, so I'm not just like just completely disregarding you know facts and just going by my own opinion. I'm not mad that she's unhappy, right? Like that has nothing to do with it. She has every right to be feel the way that she feels. I just it just annoys me the level of unprofessionalism. Like, you know, right now she's going on Twitter. You know, we all know what was happening in the past, her, you know, saying that she wanted out of her contract and all this stuff because she had to they lost the tag titles and whatnot. Um, but now she's like going and, you know, liking. She's not really saying anything outwardly, like her her tweets, but she's going and like liking um, you know, anti WWE tweets and tweets that are, you know, defending her, which is fine. Like you want to, you know, want to, um, you know, like tweets that are defending you or whatever, but to go and like, you know, like AEW tweets and all this stuff. And maybe she's just trolling, but again, it's just the level of unprofessionalism, especially considering like there are so many women that would like die to have the freaking credentials that Sasha Banks has. I mean, she has been in some of the most 
prominent women's matches in WWE history, not just in, you know, recent WWE history in WWE history. I mean, she's like made history so many times. I mean, you know, the first ever women's hell in a cell, Royal rumble elimination chamber, first ever women's iron woman match. You know what I mean? Like she's a multi-time champion. She's the first ever women's tag champion, right? Like those are accolades that like most women, female superstars are never going to achieve ever. Right. And anybody that comes after Sasha is never going to be able to say I was the first right? Like she's, she's a trailblazer. Like she was able to, you know, do these things and WWE had enough faith and enough, you know, belief in her to make her the one that was the first one to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm ready for her to go. I don't really miss her too much on television. I think she can go. I think she would be a great addition. I think she'd be a bigger splash for AEW than, than Dean Ambrose was. If, he, if he, she pops up over there, she can make their women's division legit from, you know, day one. But I, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Where, I can't really relate to why she's complaining. She's been given titles. She won the first tag team belts. They weren't going to hold them for freaking ever. I don't understand the whining and complaining. Yeah. It's, you know, go out and do your job. I can see some of these other people that, you know, don't even get on TV and whatnot complaining. You know, the Maria Canellis yeah. of the world. But well, Sasha Banks has nothing to complain about. I'm sure she was making a pretty nice salary she's got toy i'm sure she has there's so many sasha banks figures and toys and posters and everything i'm sure she's making a pretty penny from that um I can't yeah and merch and all those things and, and i'm not just and like i said i'm not judging her like you can be unhappy at your job for a number of reasons you know i mean whatever i don't i don't i'm not a i'm not a wwe superstar i don't know the ins and outs and what all goes into it and you know i'm not judging her for her feelings but i mean you have a job you signed a contract like show up to fucking work do you know what i mean like like i posted on instagram like how many of us have jobs that we don't want to show up to every day do you know what i mean and like we we don't want to go to but we know like we just have to do it we're in a contract with that company we show up every day we do our job if if she wants to get out at the end of her contract cool but show up and at least do what you said you were going to do. Do you know what I mean? Especially after that company's given you so, so much. I feel like at this point, it's just like, it's, it's bitchy to just be like, Oh, you know, they, they don't book me right. Or, um, you know, they're not giving me the opportunities because that's just, it's just incorrect. It's infactual, you know? And every podcast I've heard her on, she's so boring. Number one, and um, she also just talks about like how it was her dream to be in <laughs> WWE. She was a Eddie Guerrero mark, and she's been built doing this for her whole life. And then oh, she loses the tag team belts, and now she wants to leave. Like, come on, dude! Like, what the fuck is? You, what are you complaining about? Like, people would kill to be in your position if you don't I, want it. I know. I think I honestly, I I honestly think if it hadn't been for the AEW hype and everybody, you know what I'm saying? All of that stuff, kind of like coming to a head right as that happened, I feel like she would not have done that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it was a total publicity stunt. You know what I mean? Just trying to like get her, her limelight and, you know, be like, Oh, well I'm unhappy because of this, this and this. Um, but if I feel like if AEW hadn't come around, she wouldn't have had any complaints. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just a perfect timing. Now you have somewhere else to go and you have something else to, Raise like you know if they renegotiate with her and give her more money, it's because they don't want her to go to AEW. You know, so whatever. (laughs) I I wouldn't. Her and Nia both. You know what? I have have a hot take. I feel like 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like I need um, I, we need whoever booked the NBA finals to come book for WWE because that shit was entertaining. Oh, hell you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like we can we can we get those guys like whoever was behind all, all of that. You know, I'm just I'm implying that um, NBA is scripted, which, you know, who, who freaking knows if it is or not. But um, the uh, it was the most dramatic finals I've seen in a long time. And I was like, man, this is entertaining television where WWE needs to get with the program. <laughs> Yeah, the crowd between the crowd and the injuries, and yeah, I mean they they did a good job with that for sure. Um, so yeah, that's it for Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. That's enough Sasha talk. Let's go into our Go Figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our favorite segment of the week, Go Figure, where Sheena and I get out do some fig hunting with the rest of the good brothers and sisters here. And uh, we share our findings with you, our lovely listeners. And uh, before we get to that, we have some giveaways, Sheena, that I want to promote really quickly, if you'll let me. Sorry, I had to turn your volume down. We need, we still need an intern, Sheena. We still are looking for that intern. <laughs> yeah, we've had. We've, actually, it's funny. We've had some people. Um, some people actually write in, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys are so sweet. But yeah, um, it's it's so funny. I'm, how I'm serious. I want, I, but I don't want yeah. it to be like one of our hardcore listeners. I don't want it to be, you know, because I want them to be able to enjoy the show. I don't want them to, you know, be in on, I think on the that's inside. How they, they would. In- yeah, they would enjoy the show better if they were. Oh, on the, okay, the okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you if, if you're still, if you guys are listening and you're still interested, shoot shoot me or Sheena a DM. Basically, we just want to have you on the show with us, and you'd be listening in the background. And you'd correct us if we get somebody's name wrong or you know <laughs> say something stupid, which we if tend call, to do. If you call it the uh, if you call it the Super Showdown under. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll just say that on purpose. But speaking of uh mvps really not really but uh speaking of marco our our mvp here on the show we uh he is doing a giveaway on his twitter account if you go to his twitter it's inglorious gent g-e-n-t uh you've heard marco here on the show he's actually um doing a giveaway this is pretty cool he's giving away a uh, mint on card nxt takeover killian dane and a ruby riot you just have to go. Nice. Uh, the details are on his Twitter account, and you can get to it from our Twitter account because we'll retweet it here in a second. But uh, you just have to listen to the show this week, so you're listening to that already. You've done that, so that's good, obviously, because you're hearing my voice. You give us a nice <laughs> five-star ski rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. You screenshot that, and you give us a follow, which I'm, uh, I'm sure you already do on Twitter. Uh, come back to this post and tell Marco what you liked best about the show. You could could be our stupid cat puns or uh, talking about Sasha Banks or whatever you want. And uh, you're entered to win both of those figures. That's all you have to do. So uh, thank you, Marco, for giving those away. You've been a uh, uh, you've definitely been the the MVP of our show. You're an awesome member of the figure community, and uh, we we appreciate you every single yeah. week. What you do for us. Yep, for sure, Marco. We we love you. Always writing in some good listener mail. Yep. Always uh, hitting up, you know, things on the on the Facebook page. Now he's writing MVP. articles for the Patreon too. He's doing a yeah. pay per view recaps on the uh, on the Patreon, which actually was was pretty damn entertaining. I read it the other day, and uh, he's going to keep I doing know. them. He's just going to go back and pick random pay per views from WCW or WWE and just do a recap on them. Yep, yeah, pretty pretty good stuff, man. Wow, man. I don't know. We got to get him on the payroll. I think. I know. <laughs> so what did you purchase this week? Uh, I purchased uh, six WWE retro rings. I drove up to a, uh, a Kmart up in Pennsylvania, held my breath the entire time so I didn't breathe any of their stinky Steelers air. 
and um, bought some <laughs> – <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anybody, if I ever shit on Pittsburgh, it's only because I don't like the Steelers. I don't have anything personal against uh, the, 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 the state of Pennsylvania, so – uh, but uh, yeah, I do. I, I'm, with, I'm with Bret Hart. If you put a, a you know, a hose, <laughs> put an right? S. Well, that, a was that Bret Hart that said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we can just we can just <laughs> scorch earth Pittsburgh. So if you're listening to us and you're from Pittsburgh, sorry. <laughs> Unless you don't like football, then you then you're then you're fine. Oh, it's okay. Uh, I think I think we've scared away all the Pittsburgh uh, fans of Chick Foley before. We've definitely scorched the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Earth more than once on uh, on Chick Foley. So if you're still here and you're from Pittsburgh, you are a freaking trooper, and I love you. Yep. But yeah, we've definitely burned that bridge more than once. Uh, so these things were on sale for nine dollars and fifty cents. So I drove up. I think they're like thirty dollars on Amazon, and I don't know if they're going to keep making them. Our our good buddy at WWE Retro Stars is basically the go-to guy on social media for anything uh, as far as the retro figures. And he and I were talking last night, and, uh, and we don't have any inside info. This is just me and him speaking together. But, uh, you know, Series 8 has been on the pegs, kind of warming the shelves. That's the Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho set. Series 9 popped up for a minute, but it hasn't been re you know restocked at any stores. And they haven't reannounced anything after Series Ten. So if they stop the stop the line, I'm hoping these become pretty valuable. We can do some giveaways with them. I know our buddy Mike Lanham did a cool custom ring for both me and you. So maybe we'll we'll ship them to people to make some custom rings. So I just wanted to stock up on them. I have nine of them total now, and a couple of the good brothers here locally uh, want to purchase them. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on to stick you know hold on to six or seven of them. But I mean I love them. They're just very they fit into the detolf perfectly and. Um, they are, you know, pretty. They have that classic look, like the Hasbro ring, and it's just, you know, just hits me in the feels, yeah. man. So I saw them on sale. I, I made the hour. I think it was like an hour and a half. Just I just threw on a podcast and drove up to Pennsylvania. They had a sheets up there, which made it worthwhile. So uh, don't see too many nice. sheets anymore. Did get, yeah. Did you get you some uh, sheets or some swings? I got a schmuffin with some schmees and some schmegs. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Egg and schmees schmuffin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm team. I'm team. If it's uh, if it's one of the uh, East Coast gas station wars, I'm team Wawa over team Sheets. But yeah, uh, maybe wonder, that's just me. I wonder if people in other parts of the country uh, are fascinated by the East Coast love for food from gas stations because between Royal Farms yeah. here in Maryland and uh, Wawa and Sheets, we got lots of gas station food that isn't. Uh, I mean, it's not the best food in the world, but it's uh, it's definitely better than fast food. I would Dude, say. Dude, I've spent I've spent a small fortune eating gas station food from Wawa in, in the early, in the early two thousands. Um, we, me and heel husband, we talk about all the time. Like if we had all the money back that we had spent at Wawa over the <laughs> years, we, we could like, you know, send the baby face to college, uh, like, you know, free and clear because they yeah, man, banging we, we subs. To, yeah, the subs, and they just got like their little, you know, like little fruit that they had. They used to have their own little energy drinks. It was like Red Bull's, uh, like a Wawa's version of Red Bull. I have to ask the heel husband what it was called. He's going to kill me because I can't remember. But yeah, he used to drink the uh, the Wawa branded energy drinks. And he was like, dude, these are so good. Uh, so Wawa's got it going on. Yeah, East Coast gas stations. Are you guys on the West Coast or in middle America? You just don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Uh, we're also doing a giveaway here for the show. It's very similar to Marco's, so you can kind of double dip. Uh, but we're giving away a mint-on card Alistair Black NXT uh, figure. And all you have to do is uh, rate the show on iTunes or wherever you listen. A lot of people have been messaging me frantically that they don't use iTunes. They have an Android phone, uh, which is fine. And uh, just whatever app that you listen to our show on, just 
do whatever rating system they have there. I don't know how it all works, but uh, just screenshot it and send it to us. You can tweet it to us or email us or DM us or whatever. Uh, we'll probably do the drawing mm-hmm. after the end of the month. And, uh, you know, this is a hard-to-find figure. We, we gave away to TJ Taylor. He picked the Pete Dunn, so we have this one left over. So I wanted to give this one away too. Um, yep. I did pick up from our, uh, my, bud, my good buddy. Blah, 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 blah. Take a shot. Da- my buddy Darius from the Baltimore Elite Squad picked up. Uh, it's a. I don't even know what it is. You probably know better than me. It's a Day of the Dead, Rey Mysterio, and uh, it's an elite. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one it is, but uh, my son's been hardcore into Rey, anything Rey Mysterio, and uh, so I picked that up from him. And uh, I also bought uh, my buddy Darius's son is tomorrow. Uh, his birthday is tomorrow, so I, I actually. I was like, man, we're going to get this kid. I mean, this, he, he buys his son like a stockpile of wrestlers. So I just met up with him and I bought one of the ones that he has, you know, stockpiled for him. So I'm going to give him an Alistair Black NXT TakeOver Elite, you know, the luckiest five-year-old mm-hmm. in the world uh, tomorrow. I know. But, I mean, he's gotten pretty lucky. I mean, that's, a, that's like an elite, what, 24 Ray. You know what I mean? That's like a way back ray yeah yeah he found it in like a lot that he was buying of some other stuff but uh yeah yeah yeah, good stuff and um continuing to look for my uh one two three kid hasbro uh to complete my collection and uh anybody has any leads on that let me know but uh yeah a a lighter week this week but uh, i did put a pre-order in for some stuff from ringside and we will get to that in news in a second but they got some some fire coming out soon but i want to hear what you got this week it was actually, you know, considering we are kind of displaced right now, we actually had a um, a really good fig haul this week. We ordered some stuff from Ringside. We got uh, the Ronda and the Warrior Ultimate Editions. So we, um, he has been picked up two sets of those um, because we want to display them. Because basically, essentially, you're getting two figures in one, right, with the, with the Ultimate Edition. So we want to be able to display both of them, obviously Warrior with his, you know, battle-worn paint and then, like, entrance entrance gear <coughs> Warrior and then um, Ronda with her ring gear and then Ronda with her entrance gear. Uh, we wanted to be able to display both those. So we went ahead and grabbed two sets of those. We got the SummerSlam Braun with the, you know, the the Monster in the Bank, the Green Money in the Bank briefcase. Oh, cool. Um, we also got, yeah, we got a top the Top Picks Rollins. And um, since the Top Picks Rollins, we already had the Monday Night Rollins shirt uh, from another figure. We went ahead and got a uh, custom from I- the Iowa's own shirt. You know what shirt I'm talking about? The, the oh, yeah. Seth Rollins Iowa's own shirt. Yep. So we got that from custom, um, custom figure shirts. And then we got um, the one of the Mad Reaper. We, we praised the Mad Reaper on here countless times because his customs, I mean, in my opinion, and, you know, just as a fact, are the best in the biz. I mean, the man is a freaking artist. Um, but he was selling some of his early customs, and we snagged a big show that he had um, – that he had created from like 1999, like ponytail, you know, trunks, Um, you know, we'll post some pictures of that. So yeah, it's super, super dope. We grabbed another Mad Reaper custom. And then thank you to our homie, um, Alex Pierce customs. We put the shout out that we were looking for to complete our legends, our legends series. We were looking for Austin and Andre and uh, Alex Pierce customs came through with both of those. So we we grabbed those loose and were able to complete our, um, you know, our legend series, which is probably one of my, one of my favorite series. So I love, love, love that. And then like we kind of said on the top of the show, we grabbed uh, some heart foundation chalk line shorts too, because never enough chalk line shorts. Whew, man, you guys are a chalk, chalk line warehouse over there, man. I gotta, I gotta see this thing. 
it, yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. You know, we have, we have our chalk line NFL collection, and then we have like a pretty extensive collection at this point of chalk line uh, WWE gear and jackets. So yeah, I'm like, you know what? Bring on the cold weather. As much as I fucking hate cold weather, <laughs> yeah. bring on the cold weather because I'm ready to wear these jackets. I didn't get to you know wear wear them very much in Hawaii. Every once in a while, they have some that are a little bit lighter weight. I got to rock those um, on a nice cool. 72 degrees night uh i would get to wear those wear those jackets but uh now that you know i woke up this morning and it was 49 effing degrees yeah it was cold here, here in too yeah holy moly in june Ooh. what the hell yeah. is happening so 49 degrees um i wish i had my chalk line jacket here with me uh good haul good very good haul there that's uh yeah. some good shit and uh i forget what i was gonna say to you i was gonna say oh the mad reaper do you think he would make me a owen hart elite for my new generation collection does he do does he take requests yeah he does commissions he does a very limited number of commissions um so i mean hit him up uh and if he's got time i mean he does it more of like a i mean he sells his his work but he does it more as like a passion project yeah, so like, like whatever he, like tickling his fancy he does he doesn't like you know yeah, he Stick creates whatever's in his yeah whatever's in his mind, and then you know if he if he then he sells them, um, and then like I said, he takes he takes a small number of commissions. So definitely hit him up. I mean, it's worth hitting him up, seeing if he's got some free time. Um, because yeah, I mean, if if he makes you a custom, you know it's going to be the best of the best, and you're going to be freaking happy with it. I just know Mattel's never gonna they're never gonna have a Owen Hart figure, yeah. sadly. So yeah. yeah, yeah, we have a custom Owen too. We we were. We were so vehemently against customs just because we were like, you know what, we're we're originalists. I don't even know if that's a word, but we just like, you know, you can't even you can't open the door to customs because then it it opens that rabbit hole. And now we've started getting some customs, and I'm like, oh, I see why we didn't do this before because yeah. now we're like, oh my god, possibilities are endless. You, yeah, Jesus. yeah. What do we want next? You know. Um, and then obviously we we have some other some other great customizers that we've called out here on the show before that we've gotten stuff from. But yeah, Mad Reaper, he's like you know elite level heavyweight champion of the goat the goat as the kids would say the goat yeah, yeah the goat um so that's our purchases for the week and uh i want to get into some news that's uh very disappointing I, as i mentioned i was listening to the major brothers on the way here and um they are are letting me well they let us they let everyone know on the podcast that the survivor series two packs are canceled from mattel and that includes mm. the bobby heenan and gorilla monsoon two pack God, Which is that's a super bummer. Blow. Yeah, that's a blow. I was pretty psyched for those. Are you sure they weren't just joshing us? No, like, no, I think not- they were serious, but I think I think Mattel might put it into. They said they were going to try to work into something else or sell it individually. I think just the just the Survivor Series two packs were canceled, so I don't know what that means. Maybe we'll get some clarification yeah. at uh, Comic Con. But uh, yeah, that uh, I think the other ones was like Goldberg and. Triple H or the other ones were like random ones that, you know, they've made a thousand times, but really, really wanted that uh, Heenan Gorilla Monsoon 2-pack, but hopefully it resurfaces somewhere. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely a bummer. Uh, We finally got some really good pictures on ringsidecollectibles.com of Elite 69 Giggity. Oh my gosh, yeah. And (laughs) these figures are pretty damn fire. They have uh, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, The Miz, Lashley, Mustafa mm-hmm. Ali and Tommaso Ciampa, uh, the Ali and the Ricochet, are, you know, are just amazing. Those are the two that I pre-ordered mm-hmm. uh, today. 
But uh, I think that we're also going to get a store exclusive of The Rock at Walmart, and we're going to get a Liv Morgan and a Sonya Deville at Target. So there'll be three, Target, yeah. three more uh, store exclusives for people to cry about not being able to get. But this yeah. this whole set is pretty pretty badass, man. What do you think? Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, um, when I first saw the the loose images, it, it, the Ollie was wearing his red gear, and then come to find out, the red is actually the chase. So there's a yellow gear that's going to be in the main line, um, and then there is a red chase. So both of these figures look just amazing. It's got Ollie with his like entrance gear, with the face mask and the gloves, and all all of it. It's just really amazing. And then the Ricochet just looks incredible. Obviously, these are the two that I'm most excited about. The women, um, Sonya Deville and Liv. Uh, Liv Morgan, I'm, I'm excited about too because I'm excited to add those add those to the collection. But um, I've been waiting for these two guys, and um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to add them. Obviously, the Rock. I like this Rock figure, but it's not anything that I'm gonna be like scavenging every Walmart to try to like grab. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not at that level. It's not at like the Sherry Pete Dunn level for me, where I'm just gonna be like making. Even if I'm at Walmart, I'll stop and see if it's there. But um, it's not, it's nothing like too special. Um, as far as like, as, in my opinion, I mean, if you're a huge rock mark, I mean, yeah, if you're doing like means, a new generation I, collection, it's probably cool addition, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, the Miz, is, the, the Miz, I mean, he always makes a great figure just because he's always got that like obnoxious ring gear. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, always looks yeah. kind of crazy and his big, his big studded trenches and the, the goggles and headbands and whatnot. So, um, the Bobby Lashley, I mean, it looks like every other Bobby Lashley figure that I've seen. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's, it's cool. We're, we're going to add all these to the, to the collection because we're completionists in that way. Um, but you know, th- I think the, the Bobby Lashley and probably the rock, uh, are going to be at like the lower, the lower level, even that Ray. Like I'm not, I mean, I like Ray, but I mean, it's just like, you know, I prefer, I prefer a good flashback Ray to a, to a modern Ray figure, you know? I'm with you. It's uh, it is weird that the Liv Morgan I tweeted this out comes with like a little like like a little end table with like a little plant on it. It's very random. What is that from? What did I miss? Because I I'm like I must have missed something because I don't I don't know why she's got a Mitch the plant in a little spray bottle with Some, her. Somebody was saying there was like a uh, a scene on Raw where they trashed Ronda's dressing room, or it could be from they did like the three of them in the Riot Squad did like a photo shoot, like a Christmas photo shoot where they like destroyed like a like a Christmas scene, you know, in you know in jo- uh, joking fashion. Okay. But I think it might be from when they they jump Ronda one time when she was fighting Ruby. I don't know, but yeah. uh, it was super it's a, random. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's very random, and it's it, it was obviously a very minor thing. I mean, you know, I, I I love all accessories, any any sort of scale accessories I can get, like you know, for fig photography and for ICW and all that stuff. Like I'm I'm totally for it, but um, yeah, it is a very random accessory. The Sonya Deville actually looks really good. I feel like they it nailed does, yeah. her. Yeah. Her face, her her face scan, and her body looks like her too. You know, she's not too wafy, she's not too muscly. I feel like everything looks really good. They're also doing uh, pre-orders for uh, Basic 99, which is uh, Aria Davari, which is uh, it comes with a chase. There's two versions of that. There's a, a Becky Lynch, which isn't exactly the man, which is kind of disappointing. It's like her her outfit right before, I think, when she lost to Charlotte, or she beat Charlotte for the title, or mm-hmm. um, I forget what happened there. But uh, Nakamura 99, Rey Mysterio, and a Drew McIntyre, which actually looks pretty good for a basic. But I did want to go back to that that Ali. I was kind of disappointed that he doesn't have any light up features to it, but I'm sure uh, that would be too expensive to throw into a, a mm-hmm. 1999 
elite. But uh, that's my only gripe. I love all those figures. I'm definitely getting them uh, Ali and the Ricochet. I'm thinking about the others. Uh, that Champa is pretty badass. So. Oh, you got to get the Champa, dude. Yeah. I mean that like the the Champa is a uh, is a must must grab because he's just so freaking sick. I mean he's got the camo pants, the crutch, the knee brace. Yeah. Like so mage. For sure. Yeah, they, they're they're killing these sets. These last couple ones, sixty eight, uh, sixty nine has been great. I'm really hoping to see sixty seven land soon in the stores here. I think we should see it very, very soon. I know the Velveteen Dreams one that I, I didn't grab from ringside, so I'm gonna have to, you know, that one people got two months ago, so I'm, I'm waiting, yeah, uh, waiting to get that. And uh, man, ringside. Once you start ordering from ringside, you realize how quick you get these things. And I mean, mine have always come in great condition. Yeah. I don't want to be a, sh- you know, a total shill. I'm. Uh, I think we were saying this before we started par- partnering with them, because um, you've been using them for years and years and years. But, uh, yeah. you know, just if you if you want something, there's a figure that you're dying to have in your collection. I mean, it's worth spending the little extra money that you have to to get these things. It really is. Like you said, especially for those figures, like not the figures that you're like, eh, like I'll, I'll, I guess I'll add it to the collection. But like the figures that you know that you want, like if you definitely beyond a shadow of a doubt want that Velveteen Dream figure in your possession as quickly as possible, just order it from ringside. Yes, you're going to pay a little bit more, but that's the cost. Like the cost of convenience is worth it to me, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you get it much earlier than you do in the store, and especially with some of the, you know, I've seen it more and more that the Walmarts that people have been posting me and tagging us in pictures in on Twitter have been like empty pegs for weeks. So I don't know if they're just waiting mm-hmm. to get these things in. It's not like the holidays are rolling around. They're waiting for the holiday rush to get here. I mean, we still have you know six months, oh, yeah. six months till that comes. So yeah, it is, it is definitely disappointing and you know, it's better than paying some of these rates that people pay off of uh, eBay, you know? So, yep. Yeah, uh, yep. but a couple cool things on, on Ringside for you guys to check out. We are partnering with them. We uh, Sheena has an awesome unboxing video of those uh, Hardy Boys two-packs that I would definitely recommend mm-hmm. checking out. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, the link the link is in the bio. And we did get some early uh, Comic-Con news, which I'm super excited about. Um, Comic-Con is one of those things that's like on my bucket list. You've never been either, have you, Phil? No, never. I've, I've also been wanting to go. It's you know it's a pretty far hike for me out to the West Coast, but uh, I would love to go out yes. there. I'm sure the kid would, too. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think we talked about it before on the podcast. It's just one of those bucket list things. But we did get an early showing. We're getting uh, a Jack the Ripper Finn Balor, which is really funny because... Finn Balor just recently did an in, an interview with the Major Brothers, like talking about figures and you know how he got into figure collecting and like his personal figures and stuff. Um, and he's talked about the one of the only figures that he can recall, like that hasn't been made, you know, that like is noteworthy, is that Jack the Ripper figure from London. And I was like, it's funny because Big Shot Bill, we all know, is like a huge Finn Balor mark, and I'm like, he had to be listening to that you know and it was just like the wheels got turning i mean i don't know if that's how it happened or not but it was pretty it's a pretty ironic thing that he literally just mentioned that um recently on the on the major brothers podcast and then all of a sudden we're getting early san diego comic-con news that jack the ripper is coming out so but that's not a wrestling related right that's just like a neca like figure what do you mean the jack the ripper figure that's is that a mattel thing or is that like oh, a no, neca the Jack the Ripper, it's the it, no, it's the Finn Balor when he came out at NXT oh. Takeover London. Oh, I thought um, it was. He, I thought everyone was, was just getting excited about just a Jack the Ripper like NECA figure. Okay, I'm a moron. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, so um, 
so Jack the Ripper, um, Ben Balor, he came out in this like, you know, like trench coat and like hat, like, you know, like gimmick. Um, and it was, which is kind of controversial. You know, I didn't, I mean, honestly, uh, I can't believe they even did that gimmick because Jack the Ripper is like a legit, like, you know, serial yeah. killer murderer. Yeah. Um, and uh, the fact that they're making a figure of it is even more crazy to me, but I'm super excited because if you Google it, Google Jack the Ripper Finn Balor, um, it was just so amazing. And I was at TakeOver London, <clears throat> And now they're making, uh, Mattel is making that figure and it's going to be a San Diego, you know, Comic-Con. I think we're going to get a preview of it. That's badass. Cool. Yeah, I just I just pulled it up. Yeah, for some reason, I, th- I was thinking it was like the Jason and the Freddy figures that you collect. I thought it was just like, because it, it didn't really say anything on there about it being like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just was like having a brain fart. Yeah. Tuned out. That's why we need a fucking more. intern, man. This, this stuff that wouldn't slip the- through the cracks. To, to your defense, that was before you were really a hardcore NXT mark. Um, so yep, you yep. know, yeah. Now you've gotten a lot more, in, a lot more into NXT in uh, in recent years. So um, you know, we can forgive you. That was like what 2016 or 2017 was. Um, oh yeah. When, when I was took, I was so young so. back then. Yeah. <laughs> so young. <laughs> I mean, gosh, you were just a, you were just a kid. You were completely engulfed in Baltimore Ravens facts and numbers and yeah. all that. Yeah, I was more worried crap. about touchdowns um, and all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You weren't you weren't watching NXT Takeover London. Now I am. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you uh, <laughs> your husband uh, Seth Phelps is having a big LJN sale at uh, yeah, and he's been posting on uh, our social media pages. Yeah. So. If anybody so that, needs that, that ended stuff. today. Yeah, that ended today. So um, if you want it, you got to get it with us today. But um, if uh, the uh, Instagram sale ended, so everybody, we've already packed those up. Heel Husband is actually in the process of taking all of those figures to the post office. So if you did order LJNs from us, um, you know, they're, they're on their way to you right now. And thank you guys to everybody who participated in the sale. It was super fun. Um, and just know that the, those LJNs got a lot of love from, from the heel husband. They were well played with and they hold a lot of sentimental value and you're getting a really awesome, awesome figure. So thanks to all you guys. Um, also we saw, did you see like the Ghostbusters, uh, collaboration with WWE? I did see this. I have a strong opinion. I'll let you go first. Okay. My <laughs> strong opinion is, is I, I love it. <laughs> I think I love these collaborations. Um, I just think they're a lot of fun. I mean, the Ninja Turtles, we got all the Ninja Turtles that were dressed as WWE superstars. I think it's just a fun way to kind of collaborate with other lines and things like that. I, I kind of dig it. What What's your hot take on this? I mean, I, I think it's cool. I would never buy them. I think it's for me. I don't know if it's going to be the case for a lot of people. Did you not like Ghostbusters? I did. I, I like Ghostbusters and I like wrestling, but I don't like the two. I don't really see the need to mix the two. That's just me. I understand why other people would like it. I just I don't like the crossover thing. I just think it makes it kind of corny and hokey. But uh, you know, that's just my opinion. And I, I would, if I saw in the store, I would probably give them a look and like think they were cool to look at. But I would never have any reason to to buy them and collect them and display them i just i'm a i'm a purist i just feel like you know i like to keep i told you i like to keep everything on my plate separate i like keep my wrestling separate than this and you know but that's just me i'm not trying to be a debbie downer if you like it it's cool i didn't like the ninja turtles wwe things i you know i just don't like the i don't know and i love ninja turtles growing up it's not that i dislike one or the other i just don't like the two mixing together i feel like it's to me, as a 37-year-old man, wrestling is is a different 
completely different category than Ninja Turtles and might not be for a little kid going to Walmart or Target, but for me it is, so I don't I don't like the crossover stuff, so Oh, see, so for me, I'm already like fantasy booking, like some of my other favorite, like pop culture collaborations. I'm like, I would love to see like a full like Simpsons run. Like, you know, how they, the, they had the Bret Hart Simpsons figure um, from his appearance on uh, on the Simpsons. But yeah. like, I would love to see like a full Simpsons, like superstar line, like all the superstars in Simpsons forms or even the superstars in like peanuts forms. Like personally, I don't know how many of you guys like love the peanuts, like Charlie Brown and all those, but like, I would love to see the peanuts as wrestlers. Like that just like, that makes my heart like so warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, I, I wasn't a fan of like the zombie ones. I just, you know, I don't but know. I feel like those are different. That, like zombies and monsters, like those don't have any pop culture, like significance. Right. I mean, obviously there are, there are significant, monsters and zombies but the collaboration that they did with that was basically just kind of like a one-off right like they don't really have any sentimental attachment to anybody like those those particular wrestlers and, and zombies but like simpsons ghostbusters peanuts turtles you know i mean obviously like you know really going out there like marvel characters or dc characters and all those types of things you know what i mean like those those hold like special places in people's hearts and i feel like um it's just it's it's cool and like you said i totally respect the purist mentality like you know you only want people that were they were wearing this specific attire like it's legit attire it's legit from you know an event um and all that i can completely respect the collectors and you got to cut yourself off somewhere like i completely respect that too like you got you can't just open every box and you know check check every box so the more they keep making the more you have to buy but I would love to see some collaborations. So if you guys are listening, I would love to hear what collaborations you guys would like. If you're like me and not like Phil and you kind of dig the, the uh, WWE collaborations with other, other pop culture icons. Um, let us know what you would like to see. Like send us some DMS mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Email, emails at ask Chick- <laughs> Chick- yeah, send us to Sheena. Uh, send us to Sheena. Send them all to Twitter. Okay. You can send them to, uh, <laughs> I hate JJ Reddick or the uh, Chick- we'll have another Foley block show party. That's on- so much fun. On Twitter, <laughs> uh, I just played some uh, some cricket noise underneath when you, underneath you talking. <laughs> uh, oh no, gosh. I mean it's cool. It's cool. I understand. I totally understand why people would like it. It definitely has that cool throwback feel to it. If you're talking Ghostbusters, and it's you know it's definitely a franchise that you know has still has legs to it, and so does Ninja Turtles. I just I don't know. I don't like my meat touching my potatoes. I guess I don't know. That sounded dirty. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, uh, we'll have more new. That'll probably we'll probably get to see some of those at Comic Con. I'm sure. Uh, and as a horror movie fan, did you see this trailer for the sequel to The Shining? No, I must have missed that. Oh my god, what are you doing? Uh, Jesus you have Christ! To send me. I'm living. I'm living a life like completely unsettled right now. I'm probably there's no telling what the hell out there in the world I'm missing at this point yeah stuff's moving slower down there i guess in kentucky but uh i forget i think it's dr dr sleepy or something it's just like it's i don't it's mm-hmm. it's a stephen king movie dr sleep is the name of it and uh it's like mm. it's supposed to be like you know the danny torrance is all grown up and he's like a like a psychiatrist now of course shocker but ewan mcgregor yeah. ewan mcgregor is gonna play him and uh i thought it was like a rib at first until i googled it or looked it up on twitter but the the trailer is pretty fire. I don't know. It could be could be good if Stephen King's doing it. Um, yeah, I know you're a, a horror movie buff. I'm, I'm so. always, 
Yeah, I'm always down for that. I love, love me some good Stephen King. I was uh, I loved Castle Rock, you know, and all of those all of those things. So yeah, I I will definitely check that trailer out as soon as we get off of here. All right, let's fly through this because I got to make an IKEA run in a moment. Random merch of the week, and this is a uh, kind of fitting with what Seth's doing over there with some of his old LJNs. Yeah, so we got uh, the random merch of the week is this lot. It's a lot of LJN mint on card. Um, a complete set of mint on card stretch figures from um, from LJN. This is pretty freaking cool. I don't know if it's worth the value that they're asking. It does have 19 people watching it, um, which leads me to believe like, you know, somebody's interested, right? Um, and you can do like if they have a payment plan, so you can do, you know, payments uh, over a 24 month period. But again, this is LJN stretch mint on card complete set. These are like the, um, you remember stretch Armstrong? Oh yeah. Oh, I love Phil? this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had, I had a stretch Armstrong. I had like the nineties version. I didn't have the original like eighties version of stretch Armstrong, but I did have the recreation, the nineties, like surfer version of stretch Armstrong. And I had his dog, uh, fetch Armstrong and I had the <laughs> Mr. Vac. The, the villain um i was so into that kind of stuff um and like you know obviously you would like break it eventually and it would like ooze like you know corn syrup everywhere <laughs> but um these are those exact same type of figures these are from the late 80s like uh, 88 toward the end of the ljn era um and they're wrestling figures which is super super cool this is a complete set we have here um let me pull up the picture we have Hogan, we have George the Animal Steel, we have uh, Roddy Piper, uh, JYD, Macho Man, King Kong Bundy, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. I mean, this is like, these are amazing. Um, and they are only asking US dollars, $5,500 for the lot. Amazing. So, amazing these are still in the, um, the box, man. It's pretty cool. I mean, my I mean, obviously with these figures, um, I read somewhere that these figures they weren't like the corn syrup stuff. They had more of like a sandy like in like inside, um, like it was kind of like a dust stuff, like that stretched. It wasn't like the corn syrup that was like my '90s Stretch Armstrong was made out of. Um, so I don't know what the playability, like you know, if the skin is still elastic or if it's dry rotted or whatever, but. These would be really, really cool display pieces. Um, I, I mean, I kind of am in love with them just because I have a special place in my heart for all things like stretchy dolls. Um, but yeah, fifty five hundred dollars—that's a pretty, pretty price to pay. Um, it's free shipping though, free standard shipping. They're lo located in Austin, Texas, so maybe you could even do local pickup if you live in the Austin area. Yeah, I'll save you some cash. Yeah, these are pretty cool, man. I, I missed the uh, the boat on the LJNs. I was not into by the time I got into wrestling. It was you know WrestleMania eight or nine. Where we were into the Hasbro phase, so um, I can appreciate yeah. that these are probably um, highly sought after with some wrestling fans, man. They're they're great shape. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what how many of these they produced or if they were like highly produced or whatever. But yeah, it says the only one there's like a all of them are mint. It says you know, the, the steamboat box. He says is a, a little bit rough, but everything else is is um you know mint and never been removed or played with. So I these are the kind of things that like I just want to know where these people acquired these things. You know what I mean? Like I just want to like send them a message and be like, dude. I have no interest in buying this um, because obviously like 5,500 bucks, like I just can't. But um, at the same time, like, where did you, like, are you a wrestling fan? Were these your figures? Did you find them at an auction? Like where the hell did you get this complete set of mint on card 
stretchy figures from LJN. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I might actually message him right now because that would be a cool follow up on the show next week. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, hit hit him up, dude, because I'm 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 definitely curious. You can also make an offer. So there is a make an offer. He's uh, he's taking best offer. So maybe if you offer him like forty five hundred, you could get them all. I do like when people do that on eBay. Have the little make an offer thing. Except for like when he, when you put an offer in, it doesn't even let you make an offer. It's like already <laughs> yeah, it's no, like the computer knows it's too low yeah. already. Yeah, it's immediately <laughs> declined. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, this guy would probably get five thousand offers for like five hundred bucks from some cheapskate. For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are awesome. Check them out. We'll post some pictures on the Instagram feed. Um, but now we're moving on from retro wrestling figures to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Uh, we did spend a little bit of the earlier part of the show kind of talking a little bit of trash about Sasha Banks. Um, again, I don't have as strong feelings about her as Phil. I would like to see Sasha come back. I think she's a, a great talent. Um, I just am tired of seeing her be unprofessional and whining. But we are going to focus on one of Sasha Banks' shining moments uh, with the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. And this is Sasha Banks versus Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, it was August 2015. This was a co-main event of the show the the main event uh, well the, the co other co-main event was finn versus ko in a ladder match which was pretty freaking epic too um and then it was one of sasha's best performances in my opinion both women were incredible i mean this was like like peak bailey like she's i mean so freaking good both of these women are just amazing and it was such a good such good storytelling that like they had such a good build over like the last couple of years before this match you know it was sasha was this kind of like arrogant you know, champion. And then you had Bailey who was just like this lovable underdog, right? Like never had a shot. And the crowd was just so freaking electric for this show. Um, this is awesome. Chance rang out uh, in the, in Brooklyn. And it was just, I mean, it was just amazing. Like I love seeing these women in NXT at their peak, just like doing what they do best. And that's wrestle. You know, like there's no doubt that both of these women and, you know, all the the women that have come from NXT to the main roster are just incredible. And I, I love that they get to showcase that in NXT a lot more than they get to showcase it um, on, on the main roster. But um, another speaking of this event, I wanted to drop a little nugget um, since Tyler Breeze has come back to NXT. He was uh, in this show and he got to fight uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. Like it was Jushin Thunder Liger's only WWE appearance, and he faced Tyler Breeze. So if that tells you anything about what WWE thinks about Tyler Breeze, that's pretty high praise that they had him come as a special guest and fight Tyler Breeze. So that was a really awesome match too. So this whole card, Takeover Brooklyn from 2015. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch the Sasha Banks and Bailey uh, match. But the whole card, top to bottom, is is really good. Yeah, I was going to say, if you haven't seen this Sasha Banks Bailey match, make it your mission over the next day or two to watch it. It is so goddamn good. And this is, yeah. you know, I, I, I know I, you know, I talk shit on Sasha, but my number one choice would to have, be to have her stay in WWE uh, because she's capable of matches like this. And I mean, this was peak. Bailey was the ultimate underdog in NXT, and mm -hmm. you know she was just getting kind of walked over by people, and everyone's getting called up before her. Uh, Sasha played such a great mm -hmm. heel, which is, I think she, you know, when she comes back, she needs to be uh, a heel for sure. I don't like her as a face, but uh, I mean, this this match just back and forth was, you know, I think even better than the Iron Woman match. Uh, this match yeah, was really oh, yeah. good. Really good. 
it was really good. And the selling between these two women and the storytelling in inside the ring is just so, so amazing. Like they just work so seamlessly together and everything just looks so damn good. I mean, they just beat the living hell out of each other and it's, it's amazing. So definitely, like I said, if you have time over this next, over this weekend, if you're not watching super showdown, um, <laughs> then yeah. you should yeah. tune, tune into, uh, Sasha versus Bailey from takeover. All right, let's get to a couple of listener mails before we get out of here. You have some good ones over there. Yeah, um, I have um, a good one from, this comes into us from Anthony V, 725, friend of Chick Foley. He says, what do you think was the biggest wasted opportunity of the WWE? I think they definitely could have capitalized on the popularity of the Bullet Club and had a faction with AJ, Gallows, Anderson, Finn, Adam Cole, etc. Even if it was only a surprise Survivor Series team, that pop would have been insane, especially with all the marks." thoughts so thank you anthony for writing that in um yeah i mean that one definitely comes to mind there's been so many different opportunities where i thought man they should just like have a a bullet club angle even though like you know i mean they couldn't do like the bullet club in in wwe obviously but like they it was just such a wasted opportunity and i feel like gallows anderson deserves so much better than they've gotten on the main roster they were really great when they were paired up with aj um, but why didn't we bring Finn into all that? You know, it was just kind of like this, always this thing where we were like waiting in the wings for it to happen and it never really did. And now I kind of feel like it's a little bit too late to, to capitalize on that thought. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I feel like they had that the moment there where they could have done it. And now those guys are not all in the same place. They're not on the same side. They could have had a really cool kind of like, almost like a, not an NWO takeover type of thing, but you could have had them as be as like a, you know, a, a heel force coming in and just be the cool heel guys coming in. And you and me touched on it before mm-hmm. the uh, the episode. They really messed up the whole invasion angle where they they didn't wait until some of these guys with the big contracts like Nash and Hall and Hogan and Goldberg yes. were done their deals. They rushed it, and we got Chuck Palumbo and and DDP and a bunch of guys. You know, DDP Lance, was Lance decent, Storm. but yeah, it was just it was awful, and nobody really cared. And they had to turn Stone Cold heel to make it work, and it was just you know it was just totally rushed. They didn't they didn't take their time. They could have had an ECW takeover or WCW takeover, you know, two years later, that would have been like the biggest story in wrestling history with all those guys. But yeah, uh, exactly. You know, like 2001 when they bought WCW or WCW, like, you know, what people, what they didn't realize is like, you know, the, the WCW mid carters and all of them, they were signed to WCW. So their contracts like came over, but then all the big stars, like, I don't know what the, what the financial reasons were for this, like as far as like their contracts and all that stuff, but they were signed directly to Turner broadcasting. So you had all of your big guys, like, you know, your Goldbergs and your, you know, Hall and Nash and your Hollywood Hogan's and all of these like signed to Turner broadcasting. So their contracts didn't come over. Right. So, I mean, if you told them like, Hey, you can either come over and wrestle on, you know, WCW and WWF for less money, or you can go sit at home and write out your contract and not have to wrestle and still make Buku money. Like, obviously they're going to sit at home, but they could have just waited, right? Like waited it out and had that invasion angle. Like you said, be something meaningful. Um, and if it tells you anything, um, they had like an invasion pay-per-view and even though like it was just basically like all the mid-card talent, you know, from WCW, it still had the highest non-WrestleMania buy rate of any pay-per-view. So there was definitely interest 
in that. But it just kind of fizzled out because it never really went anywhere because there wasn't the star power to carry it and behind it. And it was just kind of, like I said, like rushed. It lacked patience and creativity. Um, and I feel like that was like a huge, huge missed and wasted opportunity for, for WWE for sure. And I'm glad we agree on that because that was that was definitely the first one that came to mind whenever I read Anthony's Anthony's. Um, message but we also got a, a email in from uh our mvp marco denton he says hello my favorite people i remember a while back i asked you both what you like to do besides figure hunting and watching wrestling so my follow-up to that would be uh my follow-up to that would be this is for both of you uh what is your favorite movie favorite tv show and favorite album of all time and why? Um, excuse me if you've answered this or mentioned these in previous episodes. My memory is the shit sometimes. Uh, P.S. Promise to get you my second review uh, ASAP for the Patreon. So yeah, yeah, he said you're the greatest. Peace out. So thank you, Marco, for that. Um, I love, I love these non-wrestling questions. I feel like sometimes, you know, we get so focused on on wrestling that we just forget to like, you know, talk about <laughs> talk yeah. about us. What is your what is your favorite uh, what's your favorite movie of all time, Dill? Favorite movie is tough. I'm I'm I go back and forth between the Good Goodfellas and Casino. Those two are kind of basically the oh, you, same. Oh, you're a mob movie. man, huh? Yeah, just those yeah. two movies. I just have like my some of my favorite actors in them. They were just like a especially Casino. It just makes me want to go to Vegas. It has an awesome backdrop. The acting is great. It's a perfect amount of violence mixed in. Some cool characters, and I, those movies come on. I can watch them every single day. Um, and I guess that's similar to my favorite TV shows I had here. And I know you're the same. I had The Office just because, uh, I mean, Breaking Bad is my all-time favorite TV show, but I'll never be able to go back and watch those. It's uh, it's an experience to, like, experience them live as they're happening. But kind of knowing what's going to happen and all that stuff takes, probably takes a little bit of out of the fun of it. Uh, but The Office I can rewatch whenever. I've started rewatching uh, or watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu, and that's, like, been my guilty pleasure midnight snack type of show to just – fall asleep to but uh favorite album is tough i don't you know i I gotta think on that one let me hear your movie and and tv show oh man so when i read this question from marco like my my mind started spinning because i as much as i love like wrestling and wrestling figures and stuff i love movies and i love television um i love music but yeah movies and television is like i just i just love it so much i love being able to invest in you know characters and storylines and stuff which is probably why i love wrestling too you know um but my favorite movie this was hard because there's like we talked like phil just kind of touched on there's so many different categories and you know layers and different i love different movies for different reasons for different situations and whatnot but if i just had to pick one like out of a bucket out of my favorite it's got to be 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin is one of my all-time favorite movies like it is just hilarious i've watched it a hundred times and i always laugh out loud i just love the storyline and the premise i mean judd apatow and those guys like they are just like beyond talented they always bring the hilariousness and there's just something about this guy who was having this like happy content life that he was living, like collecting his action figures and being his nerdy self and going to work and, you know, living his life the way he wanted. And then it got all screwed up when he started thinking about women. And I'm kind of just like, man, like, that's really sad. You know, like he was just like living his little happy existence. Obviously he finds love in the end, but, and Steve Carell being one of my, my favorite actors just from the office and everything that he's done. Um, you know, I love 40 year old virgin. Um, my favorite TV show, 
Again, love The Office. That's probably my most watched TV show of all time. Just rewatch the rewatchability of it. It's like, it's like comfort food for my soul. Like I can just put it on in the background and not have to pay attention to it and the sounds and the, the dialogue and everything. Like it's just something comforting about it. But I also love, I mean, you guys know I love Game of Thrones. I love Breaking Bad. I love The Sopranos. Um, I love so many veep uh silicon valley like there's so many shows that i just love for various reasons um but i would have to say if i just had to pick one to watch for the rest of my life it would probably be the office because like you said like breaking bad and sopranos and all those types of shows they're kind of heavy you have to be ready to digest them and i do think there, there's rewatchability there especially with breaking bad because i've rewatched breaking bad <clears throat> And there's a lot of nuances that you don't pick up on on your first viewing that like when you see them the second time around because you oh, do yeah, know what's going to happen yeah. that you're like that you're like oh my god it was right there all along <laughs> you know um that, that that's that's what brings the excitement to the rewatchability of it but, but um I do I do love that and then my album um there's a lot of albums that I love. Uh, recently, I love freaking Billie Eilish's new album. Like I've just been, I've played it nonstop. I, I just love it. Um, but I'm talking about all timers. I love College Dropout oh, from yeah. Kanye. It was just like, it was before Kanye became Kanye that we know now. Before he got involved in like the Kardashians and became like a weird like fashion icon with his weird clothes and shoes and all that. Um, he had been producing for years. You know, we'd heard his sound before. It's like soulful and um, he produced for Jay-Z and I loved all of, all of the stuff that he did for Jay-Z. And it was the first time we really heard him come out. And that album, like every song on that album is incredible. And it kind of came out like right in a time, like I was in college, Seth was leaving for boot camp, Um, and it just kind of was like that, that soundtrack to that part of my life. Um, so it always holds a special place in, in my heart. So yeah, I definitely got to go with college dropout from Kanye West. Very cool. Yeah, that's a great, that's a damn good album. And that 40-year-old version is one of those movies that where there's like, there's not even any like downtime. There's just like, every scene is like funny. There's not like a five-minute yes. spot where there's like, you know, they're building the storyline or something. It's just a hilarious movie. My favorite album or the one that I've probably listened to the most is, um, I haven't listened to it a lot lately, but I think I might listen to it on the way home. It's Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds live from Luther College. It came out in like 99. It's just them two with guitars doing a bunch of Dave Matthews Band songs, but they're just kind of acoustic. And it's a great, like, you know, while you're working or driving, just cool, like, background type of music. I mean, I've always been a huge Dave Matthews fan. Not so much oh uh, in the more recent years. I've kind of gotten away from it. I just don't listen to too much music, period, anymore. But uh, this is a great album. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I was never a huge Dave Matthews, Mark, uh, but it's funny because my, my college roommate was like, probably the biggest Dave Matthews fan. Shout out to Taryn. Taryn, if you're listening to this, um, she was the biggest Dave Matthews fan that I ever, she had the little like dancing, the little flame woman or whatever, like tattooed on her arm, like the Dave Matthews oh, symbol. Wow. Um, yeah. So she, yeah, she was like hardcore, like followed him around, like went to every Dave Matthews show that was like within, I mean, I wouldn't even say within a reasonable range because she traveled a long way to see Dave Matthews. But yeah, it's funny that that's that's your favorite because I was never a huge like Dave Matthews mark. Huh. But every time I hear of Dave Matthews, I uh, think of her. You know, I I think of her. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Very cool. Thank you for the question, Marco. We appreciate uh, that. We want to hear from you guys every single week. We uh, you know, I definitely like the questions like you said that are non wrestling related because 
people get to know us a little bit more and you know then you know people can tweet me like oh man i love the office too and so we end up talking yeah, like a, a two-day sure. conversation about the office so that's always cool but yeah. uh yeah you can you can find us on uh on twitter and instagram like we said give us a nice five-star review if you do you can enter to win our giveaway and marco's giveaway and we'll tweet those out and uh check out the patreon page patreon.com slash chick foley show uh, and it's a dollar a month you get entered into all of our figure giveaways uh, for a dollar, you get us to, you know, if we have any figures that we're looking to sell, we'll be putting them on for sale or trade in that uh, that Facebook group we mentioned, which is really cool. And uh, you get Sheena's show notes, and it goes up from there. We do special bonus episodes. Uh, me and Seth are going to do, hopefully next week, maybe we'll do uh, a top five favorite wrestling video games episode. I've been doing some research on that over the last couple of days. That'll be fun. So, yeah, that's going to be really fun. And uh, we've been doing some unboxing videos at a little bit of a higher tier. But uh, if you listen to the show, definitely support it. All the money we get from that goes right back into the show for uh, giveaways and T-shirts and, and stuff we're going to send to people and, and the equipment and all that yeah. good stuff. So, uh, yeah, we uh, we appreciate it. We filled uh, almost two hours talking about uh, really nothing of, of note from wrestling going on besides Super Showdown. Yeah. So, uh, good good episode. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we get the hell out of here, Sheena? Have fun at Ikea, man. I will. I'm going to actually stop at Walmart, too, because they got some... I've seen people posting some elites on sale for like 10 or 11 bucks. So uh, I'm hoping to get that Scott Hall NWO uh, WrestleMania elite if they still have it. So wish me luck. And uh, Good luck. Yeah, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>